You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What is up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 112. I am one of your hosts today, local Portland sad boy, Christian Macias. And I'm joined over Discord today by Kentucky's number one Spartan and evening grass cutter. I keep forgetting to edit that out. <laughs> Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM. Christian. It's November. Who's Sorry. grass cutting? <laughs> I cut okay, grass today. Oh. <laughs> it's officially out. As well as the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Hi. <laughs> and lastly, uh, another guest today. The man who waited way too long to play Hades, but he rectified it. Gilbo Baggins, a.k.a. Gage. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Before we get, in, get into our discussion, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating over in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, as well as on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN. The topic of the show today, Dan vetoed the old one. He did not want to uh, discuss uh, whether or not Master Chief uh, used the restroom or how he did that. What? Uh, instead, we're going to be... <laughs> that was supposed to be in the pre-show, but I forgot to, to bring it up. Instead, we are talking remakes. How soon is too soon? Because there's a, a certain news item I want to I want to get your guys' opinions on. But first, the news always starts with uh, the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Of course, we started doing some quick bites, some smaller news stories. So we'll start there. Uh, late last week, uh, 19 minutes of Elden Ring gameplay was shown off. Uh, I know Dan isn't a, a big Souls guy, Rose isn't either, but. Did you guys check it out? Gage, I don't know if you're a Souls guy or not. Did you guys check out the video? Any thoughts here? Um, so what I've seen uh, was just kind of like uh, kind of funny games cast stuff. So I've seen like clips here and there, but I didn't. I watched the 15 minute thing that they did last week, I think, when they first revealed the gameplay and then a little bit of the impressions uh, from whatever came out today um, and thoughts from like Tamar Hussein and some other uh Bloodworms sort of guys out there and it looks pretty good it's apparently it's a bit more um accessible to people like me who haven't played a a souls game before where it's not difficult from the get-go but obviously it it ramps up in difficulty as you progress so that's uh, a plus for me i don't know how uh someone like you christian feels about feels about that but i'm sure you would be fine with that as i know you like accessibility in games anyway um but yeah, I, I like I like what I saw so far. Not something that I'm. Uh, it was something that I want to try, but didn't like hype me any further than I already am. But um, I'm definitely still interested to give it a shot once it comes around. Fantastic, fantastic. I got nothing. I got. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I've not tried any of the Souls games. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but. This one seems to speak to me. I don't know if it's the open world aspect where it almost seems like it's a Souls game, but also kind of like it'll make it feel like more of an RPG. That kind of interests me a little bit. But I do like the open world aspect and uh, the gameplay where there's like light stealth options. I like that. I like the idea of freedom of choice. So this might be one that I jump into. Um, yeah, but I, I haven't. I don't have any experience with like Sekiro or Bloodborne or Dark Souls or any of that stuff. No, that's fair. You, guys should, you should try it out if you haven't. Otherwise, that trailer was my game of the year for this year. <laughs> Moving on, 
Super Mario 3D All-Stars will receive an update that allows players to use the N64 controller with Super Mario 64. Was not expecting Nintendo to do anything like this. I think that is very cool news. Very cool. Want to throw that in there. Yeah. Very cool. Another quick bite. Uh, there was a leak earlier today that uh, Naruto and the Hidden Leaf Village Creative Hub will supposedly add it on the 16th. And then Fortnite came out and was like, you know what? Yeah, it's true. Naruto <laughs> was coming. Believe it. And, Believe and of it. course, Ro and I do. Yes. Uh, Heck yeah. So okay. is that going to bring you guys to Fortnite? Or are you guys going to do some duos on some Fortnite? It's going to get me to sign in on that day, purchase the Naruto skin, and then leave. That is what it's going to do. I did the same thing for Ariana Grande. It's like her skin was there. I was like, all right, I love Ariana Grande. I'm going to buy the skin. Same thing's going to, going to happen with Naruto. They're just there for when, if, I, if for some reason I want to get back into Fortnite. I've got these awesome skins of characters that I love. So whenever I get back into it, if I get back into it, I have those characters there. And uh, that's essentially it. Unless this... this this hub that they're talking about is just absolutely super fun and I get sucked in, but not likely, <laughs> but isn't, we shall see. Isn't that so wild that like we've logged in just to buy characters yeah. just for that? Like I bought Master <laughs> Chief and then logged back we? off. Well, yeah, I was gonna I say, mean, who's we? Me and yeah. Ro, I guess. Dead, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, somebody yeah, else that has a matching shirt is in the chat. Brenty. Oh. Good evening, fellas. Have a good, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Last quick bite for you guys today. Steam Deck has unfortunately been delayed by two months to February 2022. Uh, so that, that is unfortunate, but you know, if it's going to lead to a great product, then I think it's okay. Yeah. Agreed. Alrighty. News of the week. You guys ready? So ready. First big news item comes, uh, I'm pulling from Nibel over on Twitter. Konami will temporarily remove some Metal Gear games from digital storefronts due to licensing licensing issues. Uh, if you click on that link here I got in the show doc, there's a long list of games that you are no longer able to purchase on digital storefronts, including um, MGS2, MGS3, uh, the HD collections of those games. I think Peace Walker is, uh, is included in those uh, HD collections. I think MGS4 might be somewhere on this list. I'm, I'm not sure. Um... You can't buy it on PlayStation, on Xbox uh, storefronts, uh, Nintendo 3DS, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, which is a surprise, and then GOG as well, uh, which I understand licensing is a big issue, and I try to be uh, on like the digital front. Like I don't have the disc PS5. I'm all digital. But it's stuff like this that's a reminder that uh, we need better preservation of our games in the industry. Uh, like I don't have any copies of my... Uh, Metal Gear Solid games. I guess I have the PS1 now, but uh, ho- hopefully they'll be able to get it back up soon and figure licensing stuff out because that, that is a big bummer for people who want to play those games who just aren't able to buy them now. That's It's bizarre, too. Like Normally, like licensing issues, I feel like in the past, have been like, you know, somebody buys up the license to, you know, uh, a certain property, and then that company that made it in the past can't sell it anymore. But, like, Metal Gear is owned by Konami, so, like, what is in these games that is, like, licensed that they don't already own? It's kind of weird. Like, maybe there's, like, some weird advertisement in there or something, like uh yeah. some kind of cardboard box like company or something that's on i don't know I, that was the best thing <laughs> i, could I mean the games have music could be music oh, yes. uh, I, like case in point the uh the original cut of death stranding had monster energy drink and then you take the director's mm-hmm. cut and they no longer have the licensing to use that 
Oh. I know it's, a, it's not quite the same as taking the game entirely off of stores, but I don't know. I guess it's not as easy to update those those games, though, so I guess just removing them until they figure it out is the, the best way to, to, to get around that, I, I guess. I don't know either. Um, but yeah, that is a bummer, and hopefully they are able to to sort that out. I don't... This is... When I saw this, like, oh, is there a collection coming? Because it reminded me of how GTA removed the games before this came out, but I don't think this is the, this is the same sort of thing. <laughs> that would be awesome, though, but I don't think that's the reason that they're doing this. I think, like you said, it's a licensing thing. Um, but yeah, hopefully it gets figured out. And yeah, di- getting stuff digital can be <laughs> kind of uh, a scary thing these days. Yeah. Gage, any thoughts here before we, before we move on? Yeah, well, when it comes to product placement, I feel like it's it's I feel like it's a risk you have to take as a creative to if you want to participate in that because it's like you you know the legality of say like the Monster Energy drink, although not the same comparison. I feel like that's a risk that you have to know you're taking if you decide to put that in your art because you know that at any time things can change, right? It's a bit different when it comes to uh, actual full digital games, but. I mean, uh, it's just one of those things where I guess if you're, if you want to avoid this, just try to make sure everything in your game is completely 100% original, and you know that you have creative control over whatever it is, because then things like this happen. It's hard. It, it would be hard to come up with some sort of system to make sure this doesn't happen. I don't know how that happens, but I do agree, Christian, that as somebody who is almost all digital as well, it, there is sort of that unease of like. Uh, is this going to get taken away at any point? Or I feel like Steam's pretty good with that. Like if they take stuff off, you get to keep it, but that yeah. that doesn't really apply everywhere, right? So, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to find out why it is these games had this issue, this licensing issue. So, hopefully, right. more news of that to come in the next few days. Otherwise, moving on, Sega has trademarked the name Sonic Frontiers. Uh, not not sure. Uh, if it's related to the game that was shown earlier in the year during the anniversary stream, that what what could be the new game from um, the Sega team, maybe working on a 3D Sonic, and then the scuttlebutt on on Twitter. I always say that word scuttlebutt. <laughs> uh, was that it, it? It's in perhaps it's indicative of a 3D Sonic. What are you guys? Are, are first of all, are you guys even Sonic fans at all? I think I'm. Yeah, I think you, Ro. Yeah, nice. Yeah, all right. Yes. <laughs> Does there's a potential 3D 3D Sonic game excite you? Yes, and I, I think it is the I think it is the one by the Sega team. I think this is uh, this did leak a while ago, um, but now it's coming up again. It was it was leaked as to be Sonic Rangers, and then somebody on Reddit was like, "Actually, it's Sonic Frontiers, and it's going to be an open world 3D Sonic game." And everybody was like, "Okay, sure, whatever." And now it's it leaked again with Sonic Frontiers, and now oh, so maybe he was right. So it is possibly an open world Sonic game. So that's that's the scuttlebutt that's going around on Twitter right now um, that people are talking about. Like, do we want an open world Sonic game? What does that even look like? Apparently, it's akin to Breath of the Wild, is what that Reddit leaker was saying. What does a Breath of the Wild Sonic game looks like? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, I was. It was a very short teaser that we got from that anniversary um, stream. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see more from whatever this is because yeah, I would love a new Sonic game. Um, it's very hit or miss with <laughs> with Sonic games. Um, but apparently they said that they want this to be as memorable as Sonic Adventure, which is a huge, yes. huge ask <laughs> because that is one of the most beloved Sonic games in like that franchise. So if that's what they're shooting for, then that's that's good news. That's good to hear. So. You're hoping that they nail that. 
if they bring back the chow garden, they're halfway there. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so does does this uh is this trademark like specifically for video games? Because like I thought I somebody on Twitter I thought I saw said that this might be like the sequel to the Sonic movie. Am, am I crazy in saying that? I I haven't seen that, but that's okay. it's possible. I don't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that could be true. But like, what yep. if they? Do we think it would be good or bad if they had like the Sonic movie called Sonic Frontiers and then a game also called Sonic Frontiers to like try to get the marketing behind that name? Like, is that a bad idea? Do we think? Well, that's that's what I wonder. Do they trademark just movies or do they trademark franchises? Because I know Dune is like a trademark, right? Because it's a franchise. But I don't you don't really hear like right. Matt Reeves has trademarked the Batman and then that's right. Yeah, right. right. I think the Sonic Frontiers hints that at least it's going to be a multimedia something, right? Mm. So maybe a new franchise, a spinoff or something like that. But mm. yeah, aren't they also working on some kind of show as well? I thought uh, so, I too. Know. Yeah, yeah. That one's called Sonic Prime, I think. And it's I think, oh, it's, yeah. I think it's called Sonic Prime. Let me check that. out. But it's not I know it's not called Sonic Frontier. And it already has a name and a trailer and everything, I think. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Sonic Prime comes out on Netflix 2022. May not, may not have a trailer yet, actually. But uh, they have confirmed the name for that one. Gotcha. So it's not that. Uh, either way, I am very excited for any kind of 3D Sonic games because I, I, I miss them. And I also enjoyed uh, the 360-era Sonic quite a bit. It wasn't very good, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it, yeah. <laughs> the only Sonic that I ever played for any length of time was the one where you could have pets and make and do talent shows or something like that. Like Sonic can't. Adventure 2. That's the that's one. The Garden. Yep. That's the only one I remember. And I, I made I made those little pets have the best life that they could ever have. Yes, dude. That that lore is deep, by the way. <laughs> is it? Make- and also like transforming them into like angels and demons and yep. putting them going to the black market. <laughs> yes. Join us, Dan. Join us. I don't think I've ever played a 3D Sonic game, actually. I've only played 2D Sonic wow. games. So, I, will, yeah. I will pay you money to play Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. <laughs> okay. How much money are we talking here? Five dollars, dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Moving huge on. backlog, Christian. Fair, that's fair. Uh, you should play some of that backlog but, instead of playing Master Chief Collection every week. But otherwise, <laughs> I promise this is the last, the first and only time I'll bring up NFT discourse uh, on this podcast. Discord CEO Jason Citron, Citron reportedly teasing some kind of NFT slash ETH integration into Discord. There's a screenshot here. Um, I, you can follow that in the doc. Otherwise, Nibel, uh, if you look up Ni- Nibelian on Twitter and look up NFT, you'll you'll find it. Uh, it appears like you can have, I, I don't know what they're doing, but you can su- supposedly connect your accounts if you're a big NFT guy. I don't think we have any big NFT users or listeners of the show, but if you're into that, there you go. You, you might have some integration there. I don't know what they're going to use it for. But yeah, it's there. <laughs> I hate it. I hate NFT so much. I'm so over it. <laughs> I I. I'm over it, and at the same time, I, I don't think I ever understood it at the same nope. time. It's like, I'm like, I hate it, but do I even get it? And I, I just know that I, I, even if I did, from what I've learned about it so far, it seems like a very stupid thing. 
how how quickly big publishers like EA and Activision got super Ubisoft. excited about NFTs? Yeah. I was that made yeah. me instantly sus. I was like, no, I'm not gonna like this. <laughs> if they're happy about it, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, because those, those are the two companies. Oh, sorry, bro. No, go go for it. Go for it. Those are the two companies that have been talking on Twitter uh, reportedly, like getting trying to get into NFTs. Right? Was Ubisoft was the first one, and then EA was the second. Right? EA famously being voted as one of the worst companies every single year, <laughs> yeah. which I kind of disagree with, but I, I do mean, too. They're, 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 they're kind of, they're, they're not the best either. So, yeah. It also depends on which developer at EA you're talking about. Like respawn is a super good place to work from what people have said. Uh, Jason or Ben Sampella has done a great job with respawn. Oh, that studio. Yes. Bring us Titanfall three, but we know this, please, please. Yeah. My last question here before we move on to the next story is what would get you to buy an NFT? Dan, would you buy an NFT of Master Chief? <laughs> if Microsoft put it out? Don't lie to me. If it was a, <laughs> if it was something cool, I, I I guess. I don't I I just don't know what what am I using this for? Like I like to I love <laughs> Master things, Dan. I love Master Chief, but like I've got to have like a practical reason for it. Like I have tons of halo themed things in my house but i have practical reasons for it you know they're nice display pieces and such but like what is an nft doing for me i don't hey dan <laughs> yeah. what's 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 the practical reason for the fortnite skin uh oh. <laughs> when i play Got fortnite him. to look like master chief <laughs> boom there you have it folks okay. dan would dan would maybe probably not buy one he would absolutely <laughs> buy one. He would. <laughs> and then I'll, probably and then I'll screenshot it. I'll screenshot <laughs> it now. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, a big one for you Mass Effect folks. On N7 Day, there was a surprise posted by the Mass Effect team over on Twitter of a screenshot. Uh, it appears to be some kind of asteroid or, or a surface of a planet, but it resembles uh, a lot of things. Some people say it looks like a geth. I've only played Mass Effect 1. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out of my <laughs> my my. <laughs> What am I trying to say here? Out of my depth, element it looks like a geth. It looks like it looks like one of those other things that the Mass Effect relays. I think uh, it could be a lot of things. But uh, who who in here is a big Mass Effect fan? Dan, are you you a Mass Effect guy? Yes. as well. Gage. How excited are you based off this image? Very not at all. What? Not at all. <laughs> wow. What the hell? All right, because go ahead, it's, Gage. It's. It's theater. Like Mass Effect will continue is what they've been going with, and it's just like they're so early in development. Like it's uh, to me, it was because um, it's Bioware who does Mass Effect. This was very much a damage control from uh, um, the Mech one that died. What was it called? Anthem. That's the one. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, there's this is. I don't even think they know what the game is yet, so I'm not going to get excited. I will say. I think I think it is teasing Geth. It looks exactly like a Geth, the crater um, in that thing. So I don't know. Legion was like the coolest part of Mass Effect 2, so that would be cool if we got some sort of Geth-centric um, storyline. Um, get away from the Reapers and the uh, the Harbinger and all that nonsense. And yeah, I mean, I I I would like to get back into Mass Effect, but I'm. I don't buy this. I don't. This is the equivalent of the uh, all CGI trailer that you're not supposed to get excited for. But it's even less than that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a sucker for some good like sci-fi art, and like this was up my eyes. Like, Damn, oh, I it's beautiful too. Yeah, it's gauge <laughs> all of those comments. What? No. All right. Let's hear <laughs> this, it. This is so. Fr As a huge Mass Effect fan, I freaking love this. This is great, and like 
I, I just love the aesthetic that they're going back to because I feel if this was a Halo thing, it would be the same thing. Like if I, we were getting a new Halo announcement that says Halo will return, I would be freaking the fuck out. I'd be like, yes. But like as a Mass Effect fan, this is exciting because Mass Effect Andromeda, people forget, was not made by the Edmonton, Edmonton team, which made Mass right. Effect because obviously they were working on Anthem. So this is literally the Edmonton, Edmonton, if I could speak, team getting back to Mass Effect, and that in of itself is exciting. So seeing this and seeing like the tease of the Geth outline, I fucking love this, and I will eat it up all day. I know it's all marketing, and Mass Effect will continue is all like publicity, and it's N7 day and all that, but I don't care. I will eat it up all day, every day. That's fair. It's two sides of the same coin. They, they they reveal a picture like this, right? And then some people go, hell yeah, that's exciting. Mass Effect will continue. And then there's people like me where I go, well, it'd be kind of weird if it didn't. Like, it's, it's, your, it's, like, it's, your, biggest, it's your biggest, one of your biggest franchises. True. Yeah. Now, this picture for me maybe reminded me even that I had bought in the collectors. Sorry, the le- what is the Legendary. collection of... Legendary, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know I I want to be in on, in on the hype with everyone else like by the time this new mess like, rolls around I don't know if I'll ever play Andromeda but no don't otherwise yeah don't you don't need to at yeah. all yeah yeah okay dang not, 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 okay <laughs> two is the best but three is also two good. is the best yes so I've heard so I've heard just Moving like Halo on. no that's wrong that is Halo four is the best at least oh, okay Christian but I digress. <laughs> Moving on, we've got, uh, you know what, Dan included something here, I'll, I'll start here. Of course, Forza Horizon, out, not yet to the public, I think it's to those who bought the Collector's Edition, am I it, correct there? It, it is out as of yesterday to everyone. Yes, and it's also available on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, you can play one of the best rated games uh, available right now. Uh, we've got some review scores coming in for, for Forza Horizon 5, bangers all around, IGN gave it a 10. Uh, Gaming Informer a 9.5, VGC 5 out of 5, Gaming Bolt a 10, uh, PC Gamer 9, GameSpot 9, and many, many more. It's got great reviews all around. And supposedly, uh, I forgot to include this, but Microsoft mentioned that it's like the best-selling game that they've put out. Am I, am I right there? Uh, I think, yeah, Xbox Studios. Best-selling, I think. Best-selling, best, yeah. Yeah, best yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big congrats to the team with uh, over at Forza Horizons. Like, I'd love to see... Yeah, be successful. I just, I just also wanted to to mention, like you guys just mentioned, the Xbox Studios best or best launch or fastest launch or something like that. But Daniel, like, yes, Halo is later this year. Yes, this is a racing game, which is like kind of a niche thing already. Yeah, you can only imagine what Halo is going to do for Game Pass and Xbox Studios. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. And that's the thing, like, uh, I feel like Xbox Game Studios hasn't gotten a lot of credit the last couple months, but they've put out some really good games like Psychonauts 2. Obviously, that's not an exclusive because of them having prior arrangements, but it's still technically an Xbox Studios, Xbox Game Studios game. You have Flight Simulator that's doing very well on console when it released. Yeah, Age of Empires doing really well. And now Forza Horizon, like they're doing a really good job and it's a really diverse lineup and yeah, like you said, Ro, Halo Infinite coming soon, and uh, I'll, I'll talk about my impressions in my games we're playing, or wh- what you got for me, but uh, yeah, this is awesome that uh, turn or uh, Playground Games is 
continue continuing to knock it out of the park with their their games for sure. More importantly, actually, just as important in my opinion, <laughs> our Forza Horizons accessibility features. I've got two items here for you. Uh, one, uh, there's an option in Forza Horizon Five that lets players alter the game speed giving you more reaction time. So you can go in and, and do various adjustments. So that way, the physics of the game are still uh, r remain the same, but everything is slower, of course, giving you more reaction time, which mm -hmm. I think is a fantastic way, something I didn't even, even kind of conceive of, uh, to add um, accessibility options for those that need it, who, who need a, more of a reaction time. I think that's fantastic. And just to add to that as well, uh, I'm pulling from Kotaku. Microsoft is working on adding ASL and BSL for cinematics in Forza Horizon 5. I got a quote here. Uh, Forza Horizon's five sign language interpreters will appear as picture-in-picture -picture display, providing a new way for those with difficulties hearing to experience the game's storyline, such as it is. While a release date wasn't provided for this feature, the developers promise it will be coming to Forza Horizon 5 um, soon. Yes, and dude, so cool. I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, wow, I, I kind of want this to be in every single game. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. one of those things where when it was announced that they were doing the ASL and BSL for cinematics, I was like, wait a minute, not a lot of games do that. Like, hmm. that's one demographic that you that's kind of just been left out of the loop a little bit. Um, now, obviously, they can, they can read subtitles and all that stuff, but still, it would to have that option of just... You've learned, you've learned ASL, you've learned BSL, it's what you've been using to communicate all your life, and then you get to see it on screen for the games that you're playing. That's awesome. Um, we've talked a lot about like accessibility and like when, it, like when it comes to difficulty and the core game design, I have some feelings on that, but when it comes to things that don't affect gameplay at all, then yeah, like more is better, just like objectively in my opinion. So, um, and the slowing down time, uh, slowing down everything in the game so that the entirety of the simulation and the physics remain intact is a really good idea. Uh, have they said whether or not it's like a toggle or is it like a slider that you can yeah. adjust? So in, in the, there's a video I linked in the doc. Maybe you don't have access to the doc, so I apologize, Gage. But uh, the player uh, pauses the game. Goes right. into accessibility features, and then there's a, a game speed slider that uh, now you can mess with. That's awesome that it's a slider because not only can you use that if you're somebody like you said with reaction time, hand-eye coordination, whatever issues you may have, but also if you're somebody who just wants to increase your abilities, like if you're not very good at simulation racing games, you can start off playing that game at like maybe fifty percent, and then slowly increment your way up and get used to it. Right? You can play the game at eighty percent. So you kind of have a feel for speed and for timing, but you're still getting used to it. So the fact that it's a slider, a gradual slider, I think is really like even better than just having the option to toggle on and off. Yeah. yeah. And like I've seen some people on Twitter like criticizing this feature because they're like, oh, this makes it the game way too easy and it defeats the purpose of the game. It's like, number one, this is a mainly like single player game. Like it yeah. doesn't affect you. Like, why does that matter? I had this argument with Sean when Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order came out because I was like, this game can be very difficult. And like that's for me being a very capable person. And they didn't right. really have many, you know accessibility options for difficulty purposes for that game and and sean always argued with me well no no they, they shouldn't have that and that's the way it should be and i i just don't agree with that aspect uh yeah but. i 
I I lean a little more a little bit more his way when it comes to the core identity of a franchise. But as soon as you said that, I like in my head I'm like, what does for is this messing with the with the long running theme of Forza being a really difficult racing game? Like literally, Forza Horizon is all about getting the car you want, doing crazy things, you know, racing the dunes. It's not and and Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, while it's inspired by Souls, like it's the first of its of its game, like you know, franchise. So. Stuff like that, I don't have any problem with. Yeah, add accessibility in. So to me, yeah, people getting upset about Forza, I think it's just maybe somebody wanting to get upset about something. Is just what it sounds like to me. You had me at Dune, Gage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Xbox continu- continuing to kill the accessibility game. And yeah. the freaking world is so amazingly like realized. It's insane. Like I, I've never been to Mexico, but like I feel like this is insanely like just detailed and realistic. Like I feel like I'm there essentially. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Let's go, Dan. Yeah. I'm going yes. in two weeks. All right. Oh yeah, nice. I, I don't know I don't know if it was a tweet that you made or if it was a tweet that you liked, but I saw Christian something where somebody said like it's great to see Mexico when you take away the yellow filter and all the violence and you can see how beautiful this place is. Because I remember when they announced that it was officially Mexico, because there's a lot of rumors that it might be Japan, which I also think is a fantastic choice. Yes. Um, I saw a lot of people saying like, like really upset, like, oh, it's just going to be desert. It's like, no, that's, that's not Mexico. <laughs> Mexico was a vibrant, beautiful place. And the, um, the street murals and how they actually got real artists to import their work that I can go on and on about that. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it was a great choice. I can't wait to jump into this. Excited to hear more about you guys uh, later and what you got for me. But until then, we got some more news stories for you. This comes from Video Game Chronicles. Uh, EA reportedly developing a new Fight Night game called Moneyball. Interesting name, by the way. Immediately think of baseball. That's because of the movie. But I digress. Uh, Development has been halted right now uh, on the game until uh, the next EA Sports UFC game is complete. Um, I threw this in there because I hadn't thought about Fight Night as a, an EA franchise in, in a really long time. The last time I played a Fight Night game was like PS3. So it's it's been quite a while since then. And uh, news of a new one coming out, might have to check it out because those those games are, are fantastic to play, especially when they switch this, uh, the controls over to stick gameplay. Just like, you know, skate. Uh, very fun. Anyone else excited about Fight Night or is that just me? not a big boxing fan in general so like they were always that that is one thing like fight night and and, like those types of games were like very visually like appealing back in the day like those were like the visual spectacles where uh you know forza horizon might maybe a visual spectacle now i i think those games have always been like that high bar to hit for for visuals so yeah yeah. used to stare at the sweat on 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 fighters it's like this looks amazing oh that's sweat Oh my gosh. I say cancel this and bring NBA Street back. I'm sorry, Christian. Ooh. No, that's fine. You know what? I'm with you. I'm on Team Row now. And NFL Street also. Boom. Yes, while they're at it. Sure. Yeah, why I'm, not? Not a, I'm not a huge fighting guy either, but I think this is great for the fans that are interested, of course. I've never heard of this game before in my life. <laughs> fight night? No fight night? Never, fight never night. heard of it before, no. But if we're talking about bringing back wacky sports games, Backbreakers, we need to bring back Backbreakers. Oh. As a sleeper hit. No, it's a... It was one of the first games to use the Euphoria engine, which is like uh, what Rockstar uses for their like adaptive ragdoll. And it was a football game. It was oh, yes. fantastic. Yes. Slow-mo replays. Backbreakers was great. Yeah, and it had this mode... play as a football... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. 
Well, this is the thing. I didn't actually play the football mode. It had this mode called Tackle Alley, where it was like it was like this progressively hard. Your guys, you have the ball. You start at one end, and you have to run to the other end of the field. And like, there's like increasing levels. There's like fifty missions or fifty waves, and it just puts opponents in different spots, and they run at you in certain ways. That game was just fun. It was just fun. I love that game. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. Moneyball is so far away, but you know what isn't so far away? Our next news story. This comes from YouTube. Some huge news. Uh, YouTube is planning to remove the public dislikes count starting today. So you may see some videos uh, getting that dislike counter. It's completely taken off. So uh, creators can still see dislikes, but if you're just a public viewer of someone else's video, you won't be able to see it anymore. So I will now start posting way more content on my Twitter. <laughs> you, you won't How get this troll. How do you guys feel about troll? this? Yeah, I, exactly. I, I think it's cool. Uh, I guess the only thing that I, I, I kind of have pause about is like sometimes like I'll look at something and be like, all right, it had this has like 40,000 dislikes and like 2000 likes. Like I'm probably not going to be interested in, in using my time to watch this. So like I guess that's my only thing that I'm just like, hmm, uh, but maybe that's just an issue where YouTube needs to uh, cater their content better in their search optimization. When you search for something like it needs to pull, I guess, the best content to the top. I don't know. I don't I don't know. It's a tricky thing for sure, but definitely stops some of the toxicity toxicity that can happen. For sure, I, w- I wouldn't hold your breath for that one, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's gonna. Yeah, it's it's interesting when they make changes like these because you automatically think of the positives, like oh, okay, you know, somebody who works really hard on something and, and puts it up, they won't have to see, you know, the the ratio and all that stuff. But uh, I think it's 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 a much broader conversation than that because you can there is a lot of clickbait titles and stuff like that and and false misleading videos where. If you just see that ratio, you can sort of stop. Oh, okay, I don't need to. Like you said, if you see a video right. where it's like, "Oh, I tried X Y Z and it's got sixty thousand dislikes and five thousand up upvotes," you're like, "Okay, well, this was probably a really biased or just a really toxic video. I can just skip this." So there's good and bad to it, and um, I'm worried about um, if it benefits if it benefits the negative more than it protects the positive, right? If some, if a, if a big company puts up some sort of video that everyone hates and they don't, they, I know they can still see the number, but it's not as much of a big deal in terms of publicity because they just, it won't be clearly visible how much they fucked up. Like I can think of lots of video game um, stories that relate to this where like say the ghost recon frontlines uh, reveal is a great, yeah. it's, great thing right so if ubisoft it knows that nobody can see that ratio they might be able to play it off and i can just see situations like that happen which i'm a bit worried about but yeah that was one of the first videos i thought of too yeah, yeah. sorry Ro, go ahead no i was it's pretty much just what you guys are saying i, I completely uh that's what i was thinking of too like the, the kind of the big companies seem to be getting the most out of this is like I, yeah. the first the first video that i went to was youtube rewind 2018 which is three years ago at this point or uh i don't know whatever but i wanted to see if if uh if the if they had removed it because it's like 19 million dislikes on that one but they haven't done it yet but um but yeah it's it's like the call of duty trailer that we got all those years ago that was super mass dislike the recon one that was disliked as well um it's just not being able to see that as a consumer is kind of kind of weird to me um they don't have as much uh 
don't, don't have to take as much flack for it. Of course, there's Twitter. Of course, there's YouTube. There's still going to be content creators who's going to call them out on their stuff. It's just just one less thing that they have to worry about, I guess. Um, but I do like it in the fact where smaller creators, and I see this all the time, where just a guy uploads a, a nice little video about him talking about whatever it could be the most wholesome thing and it's just smashed with dislikes and i'm watching it's like there's nothing wrong here why did everybody just dislike this and sometimes it's bots sometimes it's just people who are being mean so that's a good way to combat that as somebody who's watching it and just that's good but the creator is still going to see that as well so it is it is weird but at, at the end of the day I, I don't think that they needed to change this because the creator is still going to see those dislikes and they're still going to be affected by that and we're just not going to see it, and I don't see how it benefits us not seeing it. But yeah, it's it's weird that like I almost wonder how much they think about this because just now in the middle of you saying that, Rashan, I was thinking about it. Where, well, how about you meet in the middle, and if you are officially partnered with YouTube and making money, you have to have your likes and dislikes viewed. Whereas if you're somebody oh, who's just yeah. putting up mm. anything, mm -hmm. like if you like you said, some granddad posting a video of of him filming his granddaughters running around. It, it's not it's not visible for anybody because it doesn't matter. But if you're somebody who's benefiting from YouTube and is making money or is officially partnered with the site, well, like you say, the big corporations, it's like, well, now it's kind of important. I want to know what people think of this product, this content that I'm consuming. Actually, yeah, I kind of like that in terms of transparency and accountability. You make a really yeah. good point. I really, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great idea, Gage. And like the other thing, like, why does the creator even need to see the dislikes if they can't see it? Like, like you said, Gage, like if they do that plan where only the partnered people uh, see the likes and dislikes for, for their audience, then just let the other people not see their dislikes, like the creators and the audience, like the all, cause it can be discouraging as like a small content creator, like posting something and then you know, getting a bunch of people disliking it, it just all it does is just bring you down. It doesn't, you know, do anything for you. So that's, that's why I might've misspoke then. That's, that's what I meant. So the small guys, right. They don't see the numbers of the dislikes. It's only if you're officially partnered with YouTube, then you, that stuff is yeah. displayed. So I said, I must've said that backward. That's that, I apologize, but no, no, yeah, I know the small guys. Good. Yeah. The small guys shouldn't have to see that. Cause it doesn't matter. Like you don't need to see that. Right. But yeah. I'm with you there. We'll see how it shakes out and, and see how uh, the response is to, to this uh, huge change. Moving on, uh, some Avengers news dropped today for you Avengers folks. Spider-Man officially coming to PS4 and PS5 on <laughs> November 30th. That is at the end of the month. And I know Dan had some, some, some thoughts on this. I, I want to give the mic over to him. He's ready to go. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I have I've been pretty outspoken about this since the day that this was announced and I just I, personally I don't think that I saw Greg Miller posting something that he was so excited about this which I totally like I get it I get it Spider-Man's awesome and it's a great character and I you know I think it's cool that he's coming to the game but again it's this thing where it's like an exclusive character for one platform that is being built by the developer and using all their resources to build this character and his story and his missions and all of that. And only one group of people are getting to play this. And there's what, like four or five, six different communities of people that are playing this. Cause you got PC stadia, Xbox, uh, PC. Oh, did I already say PC? I might've already said that, but you get what I'm saying. Like it, it's just very, 
frustrating because you're like, man, I'm pay- I'm paying the exact same amount of money. I've been with this game, like for fans of this game, I've been with this game since the beginning, just like all the other fans. Like, why is this only on one platform? And I guess the answer is money, but yeah. Yeah, money talks, I guess. Yep. Um, very, yeah. very weird that in this day and age, I'm sorry, bro. Sorry, go, go for No, I'm sorry. Go for it, Christian. No, I like it, it, it. Every time Dan talks about like exclusivity, it's like it's a it's a because it's a whole whole ass character, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Spider Man is like a the most viewed, most liked video on YouTube is the the new Spider Man movie that's coming out next month. Obviously, people are very excited for Spider Man. There's a whole group of people who just can't even play this. That is yeah. that is crazy to think about. The majority, I, right? like yeah overwhelming yeah, exactly. majority yeah. yeah it's it's strange i almost feel like because we're used to sony o- owning this the uh, spider-man character in terms of entertainment that it's they're getting away with it but it, it is when you really think of it, it is insane like if this was any other uh multi-platform franchise if 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 gta 5 came out and the third character was only playable on one of the platforms that would be insane right right now obviously marvel's avengers is not anywhere near as successful as um gta 5 but i mean like the the point still stands like you paid the same amount of money to access the same game it's very strange that they went through with this like i could understand sony wanting this because it's a huge selling point not that they need it because they're still out selling xbox like two to one or something crazy like that but it's it is it's really weird that this could happen and i'm sure it's mostly has to do with red tape and ip and you know maybe behind the deal or behind the scenes like deal with uh square enix but yeah it doesn't doesn't sit right with me at all it's very strange i i almost wonder if this is tied into like sony's arrangement with marvel for the for the movies because oh. sony owns the rights to the movie rights to spider-man but they do not own the like mass media uh rights to spider-man that's still owned by marvel so i almost wonder if that was part of their deal for spider-man to come to the mcu and that whole ordeal that they control all the rights to spider-man for the next you know however many years or whatever i don't know that's just me speculating, but uh, I know they had to do some some stuff to get that to work. So, no. Yeah, oh, it, yeah, I know. Cut you off earlier. No, it's cool. I the we're going to see the first trailer tomorrow uh, for it. Apparently, on IGN is going to be the one to to show it off. Um, I really like the Black Panther expansion that they did, and I thought the story mode was really good. And Recently, I don't think we talked about it on the show, um, but how Square Enix or the investors, I don't know, I think it was Square Enix said how Iodos Montreal was the wrong suit for uh, Marvel's Avengers or something like that. I don't, do you guys remember that story? Where yeah. They, they were disappointed in whoever developed Marvel's Avengers, which I believe is Iodos Montreal, right? Crystal, yeah. Crystal yeah. Dynamics. Crystal, Crystal Dynamics. Dynamics. Yes. Yeah. Is it Crystal? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Crystal Dynamics. Guardians. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, which is such to me BS because they nailed the Tomb Raider franchise. They they know how to make a good game, and I just think the live service aspect of it was the the downside of it because all the story mode stuff, in my opinion, is really good story mode stuff. And I think the campaign is great, and the Black Panther stuff is great. I haven't played the Hawkeye stuff to completion, but I played a little bit of the Kate Bishop stuff, and it was pretty good story stuff. But the live action or live service part of the game is what really brings it down. Again, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of people out there who enjoy that stuff. 
But what worries me about this Spider-Man thing is one that we haven't seen anything of it yet. The first thing that we saw of it is this poster and it's only a couple weeks out now. Um, and that is called a hero event instead of like an expansion, which I guess in some cases, in, in some cases that that's a good thing because good, we're not getting a lot of content and the people who are missing out are missing out on hopefully a, a lot of stuff. But what the heck is a hero event? We don't still don't know what a hero event is, <laughs> but I guess we'll find out tomorrow. And hopefully, I don't even know. It's, I don't even know if I should say hopefully it's something good because do should we get something good yeah, out of no, something right? that is just exclusive to one audience? So it's a, it's weird. It's, and I'm such a huge Spider-Man fan. Like I, I like I have so many posters every all over the place. I'm just so meh about this edition. It's like the first time I felt so bleh about a Spider-Man thing in my life. <laughs> Think... Is this game crossplay too? Yes. No, I, don't, I don't. Is it? I don't. Think, I, don't I don't think it is actually. Between, okay. isn't it between console and PC? I don't know. I'm gonna let me find out. I didn't. Think I was gonna was... say. Imagine pairing up with someone and you'd like, yep. dude, Spider-Man as a player. <laughs> right. I didn't. Well, I can't play as him. I didn't think it was because of that reason, but maybe I, I could be wrong. But no, I'm thinking of Outriders, which is another Square Enix okay. game. That's my bad. But thinking of Outriders, this one isn't okay. But like, Ro, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't feel bad for like being excited about this. Like, you should totally still be excited about this. Like, you're a huge Spider-Man fan. It's and it's not, yeah. you know, you're not making the call yeah. to <laughs> to say that this is exclusive. Yeah. So you can still yeah. enjoy it. You have PS4, so like, yeah. you should totally still, you know, check this out and enjoy it because you love Spider-Man. Like, that's. Yeah, that, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix, Sony, Marvel, whoever made this decision, just it's not a great decision for gamers in general. So, Agreed. I'd just like to throw some heat on to uh, Square Enix for a minute. I, I think it's so sleazy that they passed the buck to Crystal Dynamics and threw them under the bus like that by saying they're the wrong fit. Because let me tell you, I mean, okay, I'm not a video game developer, so feel free to disregard everything. But I think it's fairly reasonable to assume that no developer has a passion about monetizing things in their game. No developer sure. thinks, oh, man, you know what? I thought of this really great way to squeeze a couple dollars out of some players. So the this whole Crystal Dynamics was the wrong team for this. No, no, no. You guys had the wrong idea about an Avengers game. You guys wanted to make it live service. You wanted to turn it into a business as opposed to a piece of art. And you're absolutely right, Ro. The uh, Tomb Raider trilogy reboot was awesome and like universally liked. You know, not everybody loved it, but I didn't remember seeing a lot of hate for any of those games. So to say for them to throw Crystal Dynamics under the bus, that rubbed me the wrong way. That's you know the publishers have the final say in like monetizing the games. So you know Crystal Dynamics, you keep doing you. All right, you deserve it. <laughs> yes. You know what will rub you the right way? This last piece of news coming from IGN. <laughs> An early gameplay teaser for Liza P. That P stands for Pinocchio, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it's a, a Souls-like action RPG from indie studios. Neo Wiz West and Round 8 has been shown. The steampunk game looks very much like a Bloodborne, but you're playing as Pinocchio. Uh, indie Souls-like. looks fantastic. I should have put this as a quick bite because I don't think any of us have actual opinions on it, but like the game looks pretty cool. I might check this out. Yeah, it's a cool atmosphere. Again, not a huge Souls Souls guy, but it does look really cool. It, it looks a little a little spooky ish. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. The art style. I like the art style. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and then I wanted to throw in one more here uh, before we get to what you got for me. 
And we don't have to talk about this, I mean, even at all, but I think it's some pretty cool information. This comes from Joseph from Hyped for Games. He did this really cool, I think he does this every year. He has this huge thread on all the stats on this year's PlayStation Plus. So it's the first year of PS Plus uh, with the PS5. And he's got a video breakdown on it as well. You can check that out. But the graphic that I put, um, here's a, a final breakdown on, on PS Plus on PS5 year one totals. There were 15 PS5 only titles, 20 PS Plus collection games, which of course was announced uh, when the console was coming out. 26 ps4 monthly I don't, i'm not sure what that that graphic actually means uh but the interesting stuff is here at the bottom 61 total games playable on ps5 uh the value of those games one thousand nine hundred and nineteen dollars and 39 cents worth of games that you got if you were a subscriber to ps plus uh, the average price per game uh, equates to 31 dollars 46 cents and the average in metacritic is 77 uh, we don't have to think about uh, how much money these these services uh, kind of allow you to to save if you do subscribe. So if you're a PS Plus player, some very cool stats for you. We'd love to see this kind of stuff for Game Pass as well, because no doubt it is yeah. absolutely wild as well. Don't don't do games with gold though. Mm, real bad, <laughs> <laughs> real bad. Yeah. I forgot about gold. I forgot about yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah, because that would be that would be a direct comparison to PS Plus games, and uh, it's Microsoft pretty much forgot about games with gold was, since you, Game Pass. You forgot about games with yeah. gold. So did they every twenty days, and then they realize, oh, we got to put out two new games. Yeah, <laughs> and then they just find something. Oh look, we got this game. Uh oh. Yeah. Have it for free. Why not? Yeah. That is it for the news of the week. Let's move into what you got for me. Uh, Dan, let's start with you. Yes. So Forza Horizon 5. Playing quite a bit of that. Uh, I got like maybe two to three hours into it and very much enjoying it. That intro for Forza Horizon 5, incredible. Freaking love that intro. Like, and not even just the intro. Like, what it sets up, like, for the world is just super cool. Like, you have this airplane dropping like different vehicles into different sections of the map. Like you get dropped into like a, a volcano area. I'm just like, what? Like there's a active volcano here. What the heck? Uh, and you get dropped in like the jungle and like all these different places. I love it so freaking much. And it even it, it hit even ho- more home for me when uh, later in the game, like you have these uh, events or whatever you want to call them that you unlock as you progress through the game. And I love it because you can pick where you want to go. Like you can say like you want this adventure or, or a different adventure, like in the jungle or in the you know desert or wherever you want to go or track racing. Like you can choose. So like I chose like one of the cooler like adventure uh, routes, and it literally took me back to the volcano again. Like and actually explored around the volcano. There was like side missions where you like uh, or I guess mini games or mini challenges or whatever to like uh, hit the steam vents for the volcano to like release some pressure for the volcano, which is just insane. Like it's a freaking car game, but like. You're doing side quests in in it that you've never done before in Horizon games, so I think it's very cool. Uh, and I, I definitely think like 
before this game, I feel like Playground was kind of getting overlooked, in my opinion. And like they did such an amazing job on Forza Horizon 3 and 4. Like I love those games so much. Like Australia was amazing. Uh, I was less excited about Britain, but the gameplay was better uh, for, for 4. But man, they just continue to knock it out of the park. And I literally cannot wait to see what their take on fable is going to be because they have just yeah. banged it out every single horizon game's gotten better it's so good and even it's not even just a racing game like even if you don't like racing games you will like this game because it's just it's not just a racing game like there's there is racing in it but like that's that's just one piece of of the pie real quick is there still a studio working on motorsport Yes, turn ten uh, is the okay, developer. So, okay, for that's what I thought. Yes, and yes, that okay. that's supposedly coming next year because it's supposed to be like a full reboot of of motorsport. So, cool. Well, I know you've also been playing Forza. Yes. Um. Just before I go into Forza, did somebody edit the names here, or did me and Dan just both spell it wrong? Oh, what the heck? I think it was Gage. I think it was Gage. Okay. You son of a yeah, gun. Make sure you pronounce it correctly. Thank you, Gage. Wait, there's no T in there either. What the hell is going on here? That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but anyways, before I get to our track here, um, yeah, I, I agree with Dan. They, they, I've only played, like a, I would say, maybe two hours, maybe not even that much so far. I, I just started playing it today, but I've enjoyed what I've played so far. Uh, so I'm very early on in it. I like how I can I can name my character. I didn't go with Ro or Roshan or anything like that because there's no way they'll be able to say it. But it's really cool that if your name is on the list, they'll be able to like say it in the game, which I thought that was so cool. That doesn't usually happen. If you name yourself, oh, if you if you name yourself, it's usually just not. Uh, they just don't usually say your name unless you pick a specific name. So I thought that was cool that they have an entire list of names that that are that work in game. Um, and I chose potato, of course. So every time yes. they, every time they call, they're just like, "Oh, potato!" And I was like, "Yeah, I chose the right name. I like this. I like this a lot." The, um, did you the like? It was really cool. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Did you like the the uh, like the character options? Like, I thought it was really cool that they you could literally do whatever you know. You yeah. could have female voice, male voice. Like, I thought they had a lot of character options. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I I went pretty basic. I just made like a Ramona Flowers looking character because. I love that character. Nice. <laughs> so I just got a character with blue hair and, you know, white girl with <laughs> blue hair pretty much. But uh, yeah, I, I that's what I went for and named her Potato. I'm having a good time uh, so far, very early on. I never really play racing games, but uh, I'm enjoying my time with it so far. Not much to say uh, different than Daniel. I'm, I'm having a good time so far. Um, but what I have been playing a lot of is Animal Crossing Happy Home Paradise. I in the dock it says Troubled Home Paradise. <laughs> but I've been playing Happy Home Paradise, having a blast with that. I, I remember a couple weeks ago I asked Daniel and Kristen to to add me on 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 Switch and Daniel was super surprised by my hours clocked in Animal Crossing, which was like six hundred and eighty five hours at the time. And now I'm happy to announce that I'm at 740 hours. Oh my god! Just of wow. the, <laughs> the thing coming out, and yeah, I'm having a blast designing the stuff. I, I really enjoyed Happy Home Designer on the 3DS. So having all these extra options on the Switch, it's it's super fun, and they have a lot of um, cool uh, quality of life changes as well. So you could access your storage outside of your house now, so you don't have to go back home every single time. So that's really great. Uh, a lot of cool items. So 
the gyroids, of course, which adds another aspect of collection that longtime fans know of. They just like really cute little clay sort of things that bob around to different types of music if there's anything playing. Uh, so you could like deck out your basement with a bunch of creepy gyroids. So that's always fun. And there's a bunch of new items as well, just like furniture and stuff like that to collect. And of course, some new villagers. And I had to get some amiibo cards so I can get some of these villagers in my town instead of doing the whole villager hunt thing, getting Nook Miles and stuff like that. And I got a couple cute, cute new villagers. So having a great time. I cannot believe that I'm still playing this game a year later, but I see no sign of stopping because yeah it's just so good so good i love the summoning circle of the gyroids i saw yes i saw that too. i have I to get that real yeah <laughs> yeah they, they went all out on this this update i think with the, the different items that they introduced it's really really cool gage i want to go over to you now all right um, hell. i'm escaping hell i went from tarkov to hell and uh <laughs> I'm just just as successful, which is not very. Um, also, just before I get into Hades, I just want to let everybody know that 700 hours is 29 Earth days. Wow. Oh my god. That is how much time you spend in Animal Crossing, you absolute mad lad. Wow. I will. There's a. We have a mutual friend, me and Gage, and she has one over 1,000 hours in the game. Are you Animal serious? Crossing. Yes. Uh, if you go on on the on the thing and check out her. Her hours, it's over. No, so I have nothing on her. <laughs> yeah, that's it's nuts. Crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Hades is awesome, and I know I'm super late to the to the to the game. Um, but I've I've been making a point in like the last three months or so to like try and step out of my comfort zone and, and try things, especially when it comes to media that I normally don't uh, try. So I watched Squid Game, which is the first uh, foreign uh, language TV show that I've watched from start to finish. And I can't do dubbing, so I, I have to listen to it in its native language with the English subtitles because I just can't. And also, I, I hear Heck, that the yes. I hear that the voice <laughs> dubbing for Squid Game is exceptionally bad. God off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I actually did watch the first 30 minutes of it just to see, and it actually messed with the tone of the show. I thought it was supposed to be like a comedy, and then you go to the English, you're like, oh, or you go back to the native language, you're like, oh, no, no, these are actually really good actors like that are really trying. <laughs> um, so, but, so part of that is anime. I've, I've, Rishan and I have talked length of this, but I'm just not an anime guy, can't get into it. Uh, still not getting into TV shows, but I did try Invincible on uh, Rishan's uh, recommendation and I enjoyed it. It was great, and I would have totally not watched that before. But Hades is one of those games where I looked at the art style and I was like, oh, I hear everybody talking about it, how great it is, but eh, it's not for me. It was on Game Pass. Decided to boot it up, and man, does this game get roguelite so right? Um, yeah. The um, the amount of like what it chooses to be hardcore and when it chooses to be really accessible, I think is a perfect balance. I love the outside of the dungeon progression i love that if you clear an encounter or, or a dungeon or a room or whatever you want to call it that it gives you the option to quit and come back to it which is really great for somebody like me who works uh for like 10 hour days and sometimes i'm just like playing a game I'm like okay I, I can't i just got i'm too tired so i love that i love the options where you can just pause it come back to it you're right where you left off all the boons all the upgrades again old news for you guys but man it's so good it's so good so I'm deep in that now. I'm 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 at work thinking about it, and I get home and I play it, and it's it's awesome. It's so good. It is so good. 
have you have you beat it yet or have you cleared i guess have you done a full run uh of the of like one biome or like all of them all of them like have you no no not even close no no i've i've gotten to the third but i'm on the third biome now which is like the lush like sort of looking one because the first one is yeah yeah yeah, because you have the fire one and then the one so i'm on that one after that um no i only have i think i only have like 15 hours or 10 hours into it um but uh i'm hooked like just totally into it looking like uh on my breaks at work looking up the hades wiki to see what the best boons are and and uh yeah and all the different chaos modifiers like is it worth it to go into the room is it not totally into it it's great i love it what was what was everybody's uh, uh weapon of choice for hades I went with the shield most of the time, and I think I beat it on really? the shield. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I still rock with the swords the most. The I yeah. think the sword and the rifle are like the best. The first and the last weapon you get in those games, I think, in that game is is good. I tried the spear, didn't like it. The bow, couldn't do it. The shield, I didn't spend much time with, but I feel like, yeah, I was using the sword all the way up until I got the rifle, which I just recently unlocked. And I went through the first two biomes on my first try like trying the rifle for the first time so i'm like okay look with this this is uh yeah. it's pretty good my, mine was the energy sword man <laughs> man i was like Enough. oh wait it's like i don't think that exists <laughs> have you played hades Dan? i have not no it's good wow. if you like roguelites yeah, man. man it's good let me add that to my backlog of like 12 games Stop playing. Okay, from one Halo fan to another, you need to stop playing Master Chief Collection. I have to unlock everything. I have to unlock everything. They've they've just released a bunch of more content now. Yeah. Dan, why are you even trying? Does Master Chief Collection have a battle royale? Yes or no? What? Does it have a battle royale? No. Then there's no point playing it. Gage, no! Get out of here! Gage, last thing I'll say is that keep in mind you do have to you have to clear the game a few times to get like the, the actual ending. ending. Yeah. How yeah. how many biomes are there? I don't want to say. Is there a lot or a little? I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> am I close or am I not close? Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just, just at me on Twitter. I want to keep an eye on progress. Okay. Uh, I've been playing I, I bought Mario Party Superstars. I also bought a, a micro SD for my Switch. So, yay, more storage. Nice. Um, there was a sale on it on Best Buy and Amazon, so I was like, yeah, 20 bucks. I'll get a few extra gigs. Why not? Uh, amazing. I mean, we all know Mario Party games, especially the ones from GameCube and N64, are amazing. So having those with N64 boards is fantastic. Very cool game. Love that if you disconnect from the online, the game saves It'll on the last round you're on, so you can everyone can jump back in. So fantastic for Nintendo improving their their online stuff so i'd uh, love to see that hopefully we get better connectivity i think i forgot to include a news story but there's uh, reports that nintendo is trying to bolster up their their online so we'll love to see that good. good we are giving them $50 yes good after. good <laughs> yeah yes do they have do they have party chat yet or no still Someone on the app phone. yeah <laughs> still on the still. nintendo app yeah maybe on the next hardware iteration do they have bluetooth <laughs> oh wait not for microphone they do yeah, actually now. Oh, oh, they, they do? oh, the headphones. Yeah, the headphones. The headphones. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been playing more Bayonetta on my on my own time because it's a game that I've been trying to get rid of for my backlog. Uh, uh, again, 
very horny game so very much a, a game for me but also it's also a platinum game so i, I love the combat it's fantastic yeah. uh, i can't believe I, I like never sat down and actually played that game until now but uh, i also in anticipation for elden ring went back to a game that i have never experienced before even though i do love the souls games that's right i bought the dark souls uh, hd remaster remake remaster hd remaster uh, and started playing through that and yeah, it's a good game. A little bland, but it's a good game. <laughs> Let's not wait off. to play more. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see you die and die some more. <laughs> oh, me too, dude. Yeah, me too. I literally, I literally can't, I can't wait. It's, oh, I love those games. How, how sad is it that when you just, when you were talking there and you said HD remake, remake, remaster, remake, I thought that might actually be the title of the game because that's where we're at now gta the collection the definitive edition it's ridiculous it's ridiculous man gage i am so happy you brought up remakes because our topic of the show is remakes and how soon is too soon thank you so much for that setup i've got a conversation that's gonna or sorry a new story that's gonna stem our conversation uh this comes from game rant PlayStation may announce a big remake in December. So whether that be at a forthcoming state of play or a a showcase, most likely, probably, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards is what I'm betting on. Um, It would would probably show up there. So I've got a few questions for us, and we'll start with the first two, which is one, do we believe this rumor at all? And two, what could it be if it's true? I can go first if, if you guys need some time. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Of course, there's been the rumors that uh, they're working on a remake of The Last of Us, uh, since that game is is an older game. I don't think it's quite needing of a remake, but if they do want to combine um, TLU one and TLU two in some kind of, of package together, which I'm sure Sony would love to do to resell that game on PS5 hardware, since that game TLU two is a PS4 game. And I guess TLU Remaster is a PS4 game as well. However, yeah, there's rumors that they're they're getting it on, on the TLU 2 engine. That way they can package them together. So I can see that making an appearance. Not something I would especially look forward to, but sure, I guess, if you missed it. Like, there's, there's a great package of two amazing games for you to play. The other is that uh, Bluepoint is reportedly working on some kind of either remake or remaster of, of, of Bloodborne. The, the big rumor is that they're not actually remaking it, but they're doing a remaster of it in order to then work on their new game, which is a Bloodborne sequel. Because they want to get like the ins and outs of how Miyazaki's level design works. Hmm. Yeah. I, as far as it, like needing it, I, I don't know why people would need a Bloodborne remaster, I guess, would be my only thing. It's like, yes, it would be cool to have it brought to like modern standards and uh, up-resed and, and better frame rate and all of that, just like God of War 2018 and um, some of the other games that Sony has ported. But uh, yeah, that seems a little soon to do Bloodborne yes. remaster. Uh I th- I think it would be super cool to see like something like Jack and Daxter come back like as a remake so to speak because like Ratchet and Clank has done very well for Insomniac and see something you know of that same similar type of of vein come back uh, and kind of give it to Bluepoint because they're kind of the experts in that um, but yeah 
uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't. I, I think there's definitely a good chance we could see it at the Game Awards, though, because obviously Jeff Keighley's already been teasing that there's going to be like 40 to 50 game reveals, which is insane. Oh, my God. And yeah. yeah. He said it's the biggest yet, he said, yeah. And like the last couple of years, he's gotten really good stuff. Like I, last year's, I feel like, was the best Game Awards we've ever gotten in a long time. And like, it, yeah, I'm very excited for the Game Awards. Yeah, quick shout out to Jeff Keighley because I, I agreed the the first couple game awards I thought were a little little unnecessary and the last the last two specifically have been really good. Uh, still way too long. You can trim that by like an hour and would still all be fine. But uh, no, they, they've become really great events where I think he's finding his sweet spot between taking it seriously and and having a good time and and uh, yeah, so. I'm excited. I do think you're right, though, Christian, that this is probably going to be the Game Awards that when this announcement is made. Um, I think it is The Last of Us, and um, it is technically still a rumor, but I think it's important to remember that this started with the report from Jason Schreier, so he's not just some guy. Oh, he you're is, right. Yes, you're right. So it's a rumor, but it's also, I mean, it's probably true. Um, and uh, I think it is a Last of Us collection. I've been tooting that horn for a while. I think they're going to bundle them together. And is it necessary? No. But the question I ask you guys is, is remaking the Last of Us 1 in the Last of Us 2's engine, like, is there any negative to that? As, like, aside from if they release it on its own and they make you pay full price again, right. then you can say, okay, this is silly. But if the, if it does come out in the Last of Us collection, as somebody who's on the side of the fence that thinks the last of us part two is a masterpiece um not perfect but masterclass. um enjoying the last of us part two it is integral that you play the last of us part one because in order to even kind of understand what ellie is going through in the part two you need to experience what she experienced in part one so is it necessary no but do i understand it in terms of selling you on this story in this collection absolutely i think that to bundle them together, it's all running on the same engine. The controls are the same. It's a seamless experience. I personally think that this might come with factions as well, whether they're bundled together or not. I think. Oh no way! I don't think they're bundled together, but I think <laughs> the Last of Us collection and factions have some sort of relation. I don't know, but I I would pick this up. I would buy this, and I think they're they might also be priming for a release on PC as well. Because I think it's clear that Jim Ryan wants in on this uh, PC, well, on the PC sales, because they've been having insane success. He's had multiple interviews recently where he talks about wanting to reach millions and millions and millions of players. And uh, I think he's just waiting for the right time for the fanboys to die down. Because, there, again, there's no negative on releasing your games on console and PC at the same time, because it's not like the PC guys are like, oh, well, I could buy it on my souped up pc or i could get it on playstation like it's not really affecting each other so i think it is a last of us collection and i think that it's a day and date release with uh ps4 and ps5 and pc now it's justified you threw in if it was just ps4 and ps5 then maybe there's like a, a reasoning there that ps5 players who maybe missed it right or like newcomers mm -hmm. who have now bought in a ps5 who didn't have a ps4 now have access to this like 
super pretty remake of of uh, the first one can now play the second one but we throw in pc in there and it's like yes all of a sudden you have all these players who may have missed both of them all together and who have wanted to play these games who have heard great things can now play it then i think it's justified right um, yeah otherwise i'm with dan i would love to see some other properties get the remake treatment i'm not yeah. so high on like jack and daxter to get remade but i would love to see like something like silent hill or a um, siphon filter, even and uh, Parasite Eve. Oh, did you, did you? You didn't hear about Silent Hill? What's going on, uh, Silent Hill? There's a there's a team called uh, Blue Box that's making. Oh, right. <laughs> there's <Yeah>. no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. There, yeah, but I'll, I'll... isn't there also the rumor of like a Metal Gear remake as well coming? That's also or... Blue Box. Oh, oh. I believe they want yeah. to see it. Oh, <laughs> I believe they want to see it. <laughs> God, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember uh, that? <laughs> are, but uh, I'll ask the final question. Uh, are there any remakes that you'd like to see across any, like, all platforms? Yes. Mm. yes. Uh, so, for, just to clarify the beginning of this conversation, we are talking a proper remake. Taking an original game, yeah. leaving its identity, but bringing it to a new engine with, like, yeah. that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about remaster. Like, I think uh, then, Demon Souls. Right. Okay, that's, so then... That's a, that's a justified remake for me. Red Red Dead 1 and Red Dead 2's engine. Like, why? Why not? <laughs> why has it not <laughs> happened yet? The map <laughs> is already in the game. The map is already in the game. Just mm. do it. I wonder, I wonder if they won't because they think it might take away from Red Dead 2. Because Red Dead 2 is fantastic. But, like, if you... Prior to the release of Red Dead 2, if you look at a lot of articles from, like, IGN Polygon... A lot of people say Red Dead 1 is Rockstar's greatest game in terms of story. So I don't know if it's like a thing where they don't want to take away from Red Dead 2, but I'm just waiting because I love Red Dead 1. Like, it's one of my top three games of all time. It holds a special place in my heart. And the map's already there. Just come on. Just do it. Just do it. You don't even have to do the audio. Just leave all the audio as it is. Just remake the game, the new cinematics, new engine. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's a great idea, Gage. Very good. Dan, have you thought of any? I'm going to cop out here. I'm going to do a cop out and say Halo CE. Oh, God. Because, <laughs> because. I knew it. I knew it. Because, but there's good reasoning behind it. Because every time <laughs> Rowan. Wait, Christian, come back. Christian, come back. No. Where is he going? Come back. Come back, Christian. <laughs> Come back. Come back. There's very good reason. There's very good reasoning for this. The reasoning is because of like what you and Ro always say is you played Halo CE and you're like, man, this I, I, it's just not doing it for me. And it's a hundred percent true because the oh. gameplay is so dated. But that story, I'm telling you, is so good when you play it in the, the mindset of 2001 when people first experienced that game it was mind-blowing if they remade that game with 2021 standards and gameplay of 2021 standards and everything redid cinematics redid you know even uh, even added like you know uh quotes between people like uh more dialogue sorry that's what i was looking for uh more dialogue in terms of the entire story encompassing what's happening like that would be such a good freaking remake and i would love it and and the jump 
the jump to Halo 2 is so much better. Like, the gameplay in Halo 2 is perfectly fine, so that would not be an issue. Like, it would be so good. The gameplay in Halo 2 is... Of... Sorry, go ahead. As you look at the success of RE2, like, yes. it's a yeah. remake, and they did do changes, and, like, yeah, people love the Final remake. Fantasy VII remake. Oh, Rogue. Yeah. Another, yeah. 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 Yes. Gage, you were saying, I'm sorry. I was just saying, uh, just correcting Dan, that the gameplay in Halo 2 is perfectly perfect, not perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, so I actually look at it from a different angle than you, Dan. I actually, so we're talking about actual proper full remakes. So Halo CE probably is the one that needs it the most. I agree with that. Yeah. But I actually think it me- it needs more done to its story than its gameplay. I think Halo CE has the weakest mm. story of all of them. It's, it's necessary. It sets it up. But that's why I was telling Rashan. And Christian, when I was trying to get the, like, you can you can read the synopsis of Halo One, but you got to play Halo Two. You need to get to Keith David, man. <laughs> it's so good; it holds up. Is that Master Chief? Yes. Is that his real name? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Keith David is also. <laughs> no, Keith David is Master Chief. Also, um, I, I forget what I haven't played the game. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, you shoot some aliens. You move on. Right? You're Keith David the whole time. You. Uh, but no, I I think that I think if they if they modified the story and dialogue of Halo CE, then that would be worthwhile. But um, yeah, I, I you guys still need both of you still need to play Halo Two, man. It's good. It's so good. It's the best one. There's still I need to beat Halo One. I'm so upset oh. that you said the story of CE is so bad because there's so many good story beats in Halo CE. Like, there's... it's not that it's bad; it's just that it. it in comparison, I, I don't think they knew. They might have been really happy with the game they made, and obviously, it's it's it pioneered so many things. But Halo One at the time was great because of the leaps it took in gameplay. I don't know. They set up a really good story, but it wasn't like. Oh. It's, it, it's it's a new hope and it's Man. empire strikes back it's a new hope and it's empire strikes back that's the perfect in my mind that's the perfect parallel i'm gage, sorry gage they didn't even finish halo 2 story it's an unfinished story and it's still a banger it's still a banger <laughs> just like dune <laughs> just like dune halo yes. 2 is dune that's, and halo ce is like Mad Max One. It's all right. And, and it's, Halo, it's okay. And Halo Three is like Dune Part Two. It's gonna be great, best ever. Yeah. Boom. You heard it here first, folks. My goodness. So to, okay, so to, to circle back to the original Tots <laughs> question, has to. Whoa. Do you want to say how Dune is Dune? give me give me an answer for what we want to see on any platform. I have two. My first one I can do really quick is uh, Kirby Air Ride, obviously. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Christian. Just, like, forget I want a Mario Kart 9, so don't take this seriously. But forget Mario Kart 9. Just, like, throw that out. If you're working on a Nintendo, it's okay. We don't need it. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is fine. Let's work on a Kirby Kirby Air Ride. You know, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's work on that instead. It'll be just as successful. No, it won't, as Mario Kart. But I will love it. I will buy it as many times as you need me to for it to be so go ahead and, and work on that, please. My other one is The Legend of Zelda Minish Cap on the GBA. Remake yeah. that, but in a 3D uh, Zelda, as a 3D Zelda, because that game is gorgeous as pixels. So I could only imagine what they could do with it now and like have Zelda or Link, sorry. Oh my God, I did the, the, the 
the fake nerd thing, but <laughs> as Link, be the super small Link, uh, and then there's like beautiful, huge mushrooms as you're walking around this world. Like that would be so cool to be in that sort of world. So I would love a, a Minish cat make. That would be awesome. Kirk Kirkcraft is in the chat and he says, "Oh yeah, Minish Cap all the way." Yes. Represent. So I've got a qu- I've got a question for you, Shan. Yes. Uh, so those two options, I wonder if I wonder if I could make you buck one of those. Uh, what about a remake of Animal Crossing New Leaf? Uh, uh, no. no, not no? Not, for, not for those two. No. No. Okay. All right. I, I, I just want to see if I can get you. I just want to yeah. see if I can get you. Give us Air Ride, Nintendo, yes, please. Please. Oh my God. Doug Bowser. Uh, I'll throw. I'll, I'll throw an Ape Escape. Ooh. Sequel, remake, whatever. Just give me, give me another episode. <laughs> Good one. Okay. So now to circle back to our original question of Todd's. How soon is too soon? It sounds like from our answers, it seems to me like recent games that are still playable on, uh, on modern hardware, take, for instance, Bloodborne. You can play Bloodborne on your PS5 via backwards-compatible PS4. Uh, same with The Last of Us. Sounds like those kind of games are, are, are a little bit too soon. Gage is somewhere in the middle with Red Dead 1, could use some, some touches up, so you wouldn't mind a remaster of that game, right? We're getting into like two generations ago. Um, but I think games that are like, like Dan said, Halo CE, games that I pointed to earlier, like a Siphon Filter or a, a Silent Hill, those games are, are worth rediscovering again through a, a different modern lens. So You guys cool with, cool with remakes being uh, left to older games, so to speak? I've, from childhood yeah i've also got an alternate spin and uh, i know you're a big movie guy christian like i am and this this topic comes up quite a bit but not only old games but let's remake okay games let's remake <laughs> mediocre games that maybe could have had that extra step taken to make it like great dan, dan already said halo ce needs a remake so that's true so dan's on the right track Christian, oh, that's get true. Out of here. Get out of here. Whoa, that's true. <laughs> that's true. No, Gage, but don't that, tell uh, him that's true. Get out of here. <laughs> but, Any examples you have, Gage? That's interesting. Um, so, I mean, okay, so it might not fly nowadays. Although it is over the top and zany. So, uh, but like, say, Mercenaries Two is a game that I love growing up. I love those B tier pandemic games, right? So. Games, uh, the saboteur. The saboteur is probably oh, yeah. a much more acceptable game nowadays than you know being a private mercenary in Venezuela destroying everything. Um, but the saboteur, a great game, but n- didn't get full budget. It didn't get the full weight behind it. So we have these talks about movies that are like really, really good premises, but they didn't really nail the execution. Like, oh, we should remake the okay movies. Like, let's let's bring that mentality to video games. It'll never happen because p- these publishers only see dollar signs. But that's where my mind goes. Like, I love the pandemic era, sort of the B-tier games. That that market's kind of gone away now. You have AAA and you have indie, and that's kind of it. But I, I can think of quite a few. Um, there's this one game. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Journey to the West or Journey to Elysium or something like that. There's a really, really big guy, and he's got a small companion with him. Oh, uh, no. I can visualize the box art. It's like dystopia, sort of like overgrown. What is it called? I don't know. I don't know. But 
Like, do you guys ever play Gun Club games? Like, no. Gun Club. Gun Club. Again, these are I'm all like, like these weird B tier games, like from the mid two thousands. Like, uh, like Army of Two. Let's let's yes. let's give yeah. Army of Two like, now we're a huge, like a huge AAA remake. Like quality graphics, quality story, good acting. Let's take a lot of these B campy games and like give them the full treatment and see if we can make an emotional proper story out of some of these like kind of interesting ideas yeah. remake naughty Re- bear oh, remake okay. naughty I'm bear right. nah, yes I, I am with you there i am with you yes there. god <laughs> but also all in the same breath i am very excited for dead space so yes. yeah yes but again a beloved like innovator and it's like okay let's remake the game yeah. that everyone really loves it's like, well, let's yeah. try try some of the oddballs that you had a good like Naughty Bear was so much fun. I'm so glad you said that. I totally forgot that game existed. But like, imagine that. But like, you know, it plays like you know Friday the Thirteenth or Dead by Daylight. You're just running around like as this teddy okay. bear. Like, you know what I mean? Like that'd be so cool. Now it may be justified. <laughs> so the, to answer the question, how soon is too soon? The answer is, it depends. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Gage. And thank you, me. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love. Thank you. Oh, wait, I said Dan's thing. <gasps> and we are out. <laughs> Much love, and keep on gaming. Yeah. I am. I am Venom. Christian. Gage. What? 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 Me? Oh. Huh. You're, sp- you're supposed to say something. Goodbye! Oh.